Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon his holy word. Happy Monday, Edwin. Happy Monday, Andrew. Is it, is it too late to still be saying Happy New Year? It is not too late, especially since we're actually recording this in the old year. We're having this conversation in the old year. I feel like I'm time traveling. A little bit. It's it's. Uh, we're talking it's into the future. Crazy. I know that by but the time. it will time, be a window to the past. I know that by the time this airs, 2021 will have come. And so all of 2020 will be over. There will be no more politics. There will be no more pandemic. There will be no more riots. There will be no, it'll all be gone, right? Uh, okay. Because it'll be a new year. Okay. Okay, John Lennon. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> I am excited this week because in this first full week of the new year, we're going to be talking about Psalm 19. Yes. It's 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 one of the psalms that almost everybody's read. I've even read it myself. Good. <laughs> and so let's read it again. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. All right. To the choir master, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving the chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the ends of the heaven, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So today we're going to start at the end. Yeah, we're let's going to do, do that. the end at the beginning. Let's begin with that, the end in mind. That keeps it exciting for all of our listeners. We like to shake it up. I think it's important, and namely, here's why I think it's important for us to begin with the end in mind today, that there are a lot of people who look at this psalm, and rather than seeing a unity, mm -hmm. rather than seeing a psalm that was written driving to a point, they think that, well, what happened is somebody wrote two different psalms, two different people or whatever, and then somebody later brings them together because they felt like there was some kind of connection. But I think when we recognize where this psalm ends up, we actually see a path mm -hmm. that leads mm -hmm. to a goal, and we see a great unity in this psalm. And so where does it end? Yeah. The Lord, my rock, and my redeemer. That's what this is getting to. Yes, my I've, strength. Every conversation we have this week about every part of the psalm is is heading to that point mm -hmm. of this is about the Lord being my rock and my redeemer. And I think you have in this psalm a demonstration of why you can trust he is the rock 
as well as the Redeemer. The power of his creation, the specificity and clarity in his special revelation, our God does supply everything we need to stand upon. When I think about this ending, my rock and my Redeemer, there are a couple things that come to mind. The first of which is last week we read Psalm 18. We did. We did. And what was one of the really big points of Psalm 18? Well, that he is our rock. That's where it started. It was Mm -hmm. in the middle. It was toward the end. You know, he is my rock. He is my fortress. Last week, our conversation was about how he is the God of and. He is my rock and my deliverer and my fortress and, uh, you know, all of those aspects. He's just more than I can possibly imagine. It's this on top of this on top of this Mm -hmm. on top of this. Yeah, that's right. And we get into Psalm 19, and as Psalm 19 ends, it reminds us of that. And I think... I think what we have here is the psalmists, the editors of the psalms, how, who, whoever was in charge of piecing these together so that they ended up on the scroll the way they did. I think there's a reason why Psalm 19 ends up after Psalm 18. I think we really are supposed to take these things together. Psalm 18 begins with, he's my rock, he's my deliverer, he's my fortress, he's my strong and mighty tower, he is my Lord, he is my God, I'm saved from my enemies. And of course, last week we had all of this flowery language, all of this figurative language that talked about battles and and hailstones from the sky and the earth shaking and yeah. quaking and all of that was, it was very figurative, very metaphorical. And now in Psalm 19, what we have is very practical, very pragmatic. So in Psalm 18, it's he trains my hands to carry the bow of broads. He places before me or under well, and, me this this broad place where my feet don't slip. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, and David really was a warrior. I mean, that, oh, he was, that imagery, yeah. he, he knew all about those things. Oh, sure. That was imagery that would be very important to him. Yes. Now in Psalm 19, we get some of the practical pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, where is the boot camp? How do I go through boot camp? And we find it in God's revelation to us. In his revelation, both naturally, this world around us, right, creation, and then specifically in Scripture and in God's Word. I just want to step back, even as you're talking about that and thinking about why this psalm sits where it does. We have a number of psalms collected together, all attributed to David. Mm -hmm. You've got that activity. And then it's also interesting, Psalm 18, we pointed out, we spent some time in the ascription that that one was written or at least attributed to David maybe towards the end of his life, um, the end of his reign. And what I like about Psalm 19 is I see the sustaining of David by God mm-hmm. throughout the life and the reign. Absolutely. Yeah, and both of them together give us that picture. Yeah, yeah. They really do. So, so my first thought is this connection back to Psalm 18, but my second thought is a kind of unity through Psalm 19 itself. Let me throw this one out to you, Andrew. See if you can go here with me. So we end with the Lord is my rock and my redeemer. Mm-hmm. The first, it's obvious and, and really dem- demonstrable by the fact that there are so many who even think these are two separate psalms. It's clear that there's at least two sections of this psalm. There's the okay. psalm that talks about, you've already hinted at it, natural revelation, mm-hmm. creation, mm-hmm. the world in which we live that is under the sun. Yeah. And Maybe so like verses 1 through 6. Verses 1 through that. 6, the heavens declare. And this is, this is really about life under the sun, life in creation. Mm-hmm. And then we move into verses 7 through following that refers to the special revelation, the verbal revelation, the words that God revealed through prophets and teachers. 
and priests and kings. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then concluding, um, uh, I don't know if you would want to break it at verse 12 or maybe 14, but even in that, a contrast between the words coming from God and then man's words. And, and man's, and how yeah, we respond so I mean, to you it. Could, you could almost have a third There's section a, there. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. When I look at those two first sections, though, and the, what we commonly see as the two sections, there's there's this word in creation, there's this word in revelation. We have in the first section, God is named only once as El, which of course is the creator God from Genesis chapter 1. In the mm-hmm. beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's El. El. And then in E-L. the second half of the psalm, we've got God named Yahweh. And in fact, seven times named Yahweh. In this psalm, this kind of completeness, this fullness of the, the Lord, revelation the of Lord. Yahweh. And in our versions, usually it's the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the mm-hmm, Lord. And so as it mm-hmm. describes the word of the Lord in sixfold description each time the Lord is named. And then when we get to the last verse, well, it's the Lord who is my rock and redeemer. Okay, so we've got this picture of the revelation that comes through creation. Mm-hmm. And then we've got this picture of the revelation that comes through, well, revelation, through special revelation. And when I think about creation, I think about the earth, and I think about, well, I mean, what is the earth? Um, I think there was a TV show once called The Third Rock from the Sun. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. All right. Now, back in Psalm 18, we talked about the earth quaking and the mountains trembling and how, how many, and the foundations of the earth being exposed, and how so many people who, you know, might be naturalists, what is the foundation? The foundation, the rock, well, it's just the earth. It's the rock. Here's this created world, and if all if I'm a naturalist, my rock is just this. Uh-huh. But when I understand the creator God, I understand that behind all this that I see is God who actually is my foundation and my rock. He is actually the one upon whom my feet stand and are kept firm. So that's the first half of the psalm that leads us to the Lord is my rock. And then there's the second half of the psalm, which is the revelation and Yahweh, his covenant name that he had with Israel, the the people to whom he gave his oracles, to whom he gave the Torah that is described there in verse 7, to whom he gave his testimonies and his precepts and his judgments, who, who learned to have fear of the Lord. And what was he? He was their redeemer, which, by the way, this is a really cool word for redeemer. This is actually the same word as kinsman redeemer for okay. like Boaz yeah. in the book, of, the book Ruth. of Ruth. Yeah. So he's he's the redeemer. He's like the next of kin who is going to make sure that you have a line and a lineage who's going to perform the duty of the next of kin. Here's something fascinating about that word. It's not only used to describe the kinsman redeemer, such as Boaz was with Ruth. It's actually also the word to describe the avenging manslayer. Oh, wow. I, that blew my so mind he's when I discovered it. going to bring justice this. to you also. It's going to bring justice. Absolutely. And so the, the idea here is, is that he performs the role of the next of kin. Mm-hmm. And so if you have been wrongfully murdered, his role is to bring justice to the innocent. Right. If uh, if you have died young, his role is to make sure there's justice to your line mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. that you're, you're going to have a lineage Children and an and inheritance that. that goes on in your family. It's a really fascinating thing. So it's that redemption and just a really powerful image. But But what do we find? We find the connection of creation and revelation mm-hmm. coming together. And so what does that make? Yahweh, rock and, and redeemer. redeemer. 
rock and redeemer. And all of this psalm is driving to that. I just think that's fascinating and cool. I think it's great. I think that's a great way to, to frame up and begin our conversations on Psalm 19 this week. Every, really every conversation is going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would love to hear from you, uh, all of our Text Talk listeners, send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you telling other people about the podcast and subscribing and giving us the ratings and all that great stuff that helps people find us. We're going to conclude today with a word of prayer. Let's bow. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord. You are our rock and you are our redeemer. This is a tremendous psalm that we're beginning to to read and to talk about this week. And we're so excited to see you, Father, from the expanse of the cosmos and creation, from the heights of stars to the the simple things around us and and all that we, we tend to take for granted. Father, may we truly be thankful. And we know you. We know your name and we know your love because you have communicated it in your word. And we thank you for this time to be able to study it and consider you today. We pray that you might bless us today, that we would walk in light of your faithfulness, our rock, our redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.